Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Alright, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast Dane, as always here with Wags and Wags Free agency, free agent frenzy is upon us. And what bigger news than the Packers bringing back Devondre Campbell, inside linebacker for the Packers. I was floored to see Devondre back in Green Bay so early. Very excited to have him. How are you feeling tonight? Great. We've been saying from the start, he's the priority. Uh, We said uh, he and his agent were in Green Bay a few weeks ago. Um, or actually close to a month ago now. I am a little surprised that they reached an agreement this early as well. I thought Devondre would test things out, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, with the legal tampering, he and his agent had to have a pretty good feel for what offers were going to be out there for him. And at the end of the day, he clearly wanted to be back in Green Bay and felt the love. And uh, I was pretty happy with the number, too. I, I mean, uh, we got him for basically $10 million a year. We'll get some of the finer details of the contract. It's, it's a four- to five-year deal, potentially. Uh, but I think uh, the Packers uh, structured it in such a way that they can get out from under it uh, if they need to, as Devondre will be over age 30 in a couple of seasons. But if he keeps playing the way he did last season, it's uh, got to be music to a lot of Packer fans' ears to see the organization finally invest in this inside linebacker group when we had a good one. And I'm really, really happy that they were able to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Wags, you mentioned that. Well, you know, the devil's always in the details of these contracts. But uh, end of the day, similar guys at his position are making upwards of $19 million a year. So, you know, Devondre Campbell making anywhere like in the 10 to $11 million range, instantly hats off to the front office and frankly to Devondre Campbell for, for coming to an agreement. It's clear he wants to stay in Green Bay as well. Um, gives Packers, you know, just a lot of stability in that position that I, I'm not sure I was, I was so sure we were going to have. Um, so able to get Devondre back. What kind of impact does this make on the defense? And and Wags, what kind of impact does this make, though, maybe on the rest of free agency? Because we can check this one off the list as far as a position of need now. Yeah, I mean, we saw the impact last year. There's no reason to expect any different. He's a key to the success of this defense. That played really well for most of the year last year. Had some injuries at times that they had to deal with. But he just uh, is such a cog and what he can do. He can cover sideline to sideline. Uh, the dude uh, doesn't come off the field, a uh, three-down player on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and uh, most importantly, I think in pass coverage, uh, he's able to ma- hold his own really well uh, while still attacking the line of scrimmage against the run. And uh, he just had a phenomenal season last year. So even if he doesn't repeat, that performance quite to that level. If he comes close, I think the Packers are going to be really pleased uh, with uh, having Devondre back in the fold. And, and clearly, uh, he, it, it really stabilizes things. Hey, there's 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 a, a a domino effect here, I think, on the defensive side of the ball specifically. 
because we've got a young and talented secondary. And um, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Preston Smith in a minute, but with Rashawn Gary uh, manning one side uh, at uh, on the edge, Devondre Campbell in the middle just means so much to this defense, Dane. Uh, now you can focus your attention perhaps on the defensive line in the draft. And that's, I think, a position on this defense that we haven't quite had the level of talent that we need and the depth that we need um, in order to take that defense to the next level. But um, we've got some really good, talented players there as well. Uh, but we'll be able to, I think, supplement. Um, we can uh, invest in, in another edge guy in the draft, perhaps, um, to, to kind of have someone up and coming. Uh, come in and, and be able to be at that position group. So um, I, Devondre Campbell just kind of brings everything together. And I think a lot of fans were very, very nervous that uh, the Packers defense was going to take a big step back if they were not able to work something out and bring them back into the fold. Wags, is this a culture shift a little bit of how the front office views a position? This is a Packers front office and a Packers team that have operated – Although at times differently from one another, it's been a long time of, I think, a collective thinking of how they they view free agency, how they view the draft. If you go back, you look at the metrics, even if it's a different position group, um, similar kinds of guys they take in the draft. I know this is a little bit different, but um, historically speaking, the Packers don't invest big in guys getting close to 30. And historically speaking, they don't invest in the middle linebacker position. Are we seeing a shift theoretically? Or is was Devondre Campbell just so darn good and all pro last season that he kind of breaks the mold and the team just felt he was too good in their system to move away from? I think it's the latter. He's a, he's a guy that you can break the rules for a little bit. You can go back and look at who they've had at the inside linebacker group, no disrespect to any of those guys, but you haven't had someone that's clearly at the type of level uh, that Devondre Campbell's at. Now you could argue that they've passed on guys in the draft or haven't been aggressive enough in drafting linebackers early uh, on day one or day two that maybe would fit that mold. Uh, and so you can go back and play that game. And, and I, I think a lot of Packer fans could succinctly make that argument. Um, but then you're sacrificing whoever they got uh, at those uh, other picks as well. So it's easy to play that guessing game. Um, I think in the draft is where it's it's really manifested itself more so than free agency in my mind uh, because there's no one – I mean – I know Blake Martinez got uh, signed for $10 million a year by the Giants a couple seasons ago. Um, I didn't think he was worth that much money. Devondre Campbell, I do think uh, the Packers may have even got a little bit of a bargain here because he is 28 years old. And I, don't, I think that may have lessened his value to some other teams. And uh, they decided that both sides of the, the parties here uh, Devondre Campbell is very pa- valuable to the Packers and vice versa. So um, I think it worked out where the Packers didn't have to break the bank. Um, I saw, uh, you know, look at the Jaguars. They just uh, paid uh, Ali Khan uh, 15 million a year. Now, part of that is when you're in Jacksonville Jaguars, you pay a premium uh, for outside free agents. Uh, the Packers have had some of that in the past, but they, Devondre Campbell's a guy that was on the team last year. They have that rapport, that familiarity 
Uh, so I think they were able to work this out and make that happen. So, Dane, I think it's an exception to the rule uh, more so than it's uh, uh, going to be a new trend uh, for this Packers front office moving forward. Or do you disagree with that? No, not at all. I think this is um, – he was just too darn good. He fits exactly what this defense is looking to do. He's dynamic off the field. He's dynamic on the field. He's a guy who can call the plays. I mean, he's just doing what we need him to do. And we saw how much better this defense was with a sure tackler that can run sideline to sideline. Leaps and bounds wags. And I think that Devondre Campbell is a guy who the Packers look at as a leader, not just this year, But going forward for the next couple seasons to see Barry's vision through on this defense, this is an ascending defense. And we'd be talking about what a loss and a huge question mark in the middle if uh, we were building on what we were doing all year last year, getting better and better. We saw them at their greatest in the playoffs. And then to see Devondre Campbell go, I think would have been a huge letdown, frankly, for this defense. And I think for a lot of us fans to have him back, Wags, the sky's the limit now. I think we build around. We've got a ton of talent across the board on the defense, and Campbell is going to be that anchor for this defense for the foreseeable future. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the other big uh, signing today, Preston Smith extended. And both you and I predicted that that could be a possibility as well. Certainly was not a foregone conclusion, but um, I, I personally am very happy that the Packers and Preston Smith were able to work something out to bring him back. Uh, But Dane, I'm going to turn over the analysis over to you on this one. Uh, Break this down for us. What does this mean for the Packers and for Preston Smith uh, to bring him back in the fold at a team-friendlier deal? And uh, we're going to get a few more seasons out of him as well. Wags, I'm ecstatic. I am absolutely ecstatic to bring Preston back. Um, no disrespect to to, to Zadarius Smith, but um, I think the Packers chose the right Smith to, to be able to bring back. Um, Preston coming off the back in, or excuse me, Zadarius coming off the back injury, um, you know, phenomenal pass rusher. But Preston Smith, um, we say it week in and week out in this. I mean, he missed his first game. I think you mentioned this last podcast. He missed his first game last season, um, and dude was back the following week. He is available. He's somebody that shows up week in and week out. Um, I would argue his down year in 2020 was less to do with him and more to do with scheming and putting him in the wrong position. This defense, we saw Barry last year put Preston Smith in a ton of different situations to be successful. And I think that he exceeded in all of those situations. He's another veteran guy who you need guys like Preston Smith to win. But not only that, he's an impact player for this defense. His sack numbers might not always be double digit, but he does all the little things. He sets the edge incredibly well in the run game. They ask him to get out on some passing downs. He, of course, gets after the quarterback. Um, They just scheme things with Preston Smith that they don't really do with anybody else. And also, Wags, and then I want to hear your take on the Preston Smith situation. Talk about the development and the growth of Rashawn Gary. This continues. We're not a word. We're not asking all chips are in on Rashawn Gary. It takes a little bit of pressure off the young man who had a career year last year and who's still pointing way upwards to allow Preston Smith and Rashawn to still be on the same roster for the foreseeable future is absolutely fantastic. I think for Rashawn Gary's growth. And we talk about the middle linebacker position. 
being checked. Now, all of a sudden, we're still looking for that third pass rusher, but now we're not looking for that second and third pass rusher. So I think it really solidifies this rush game. And I think now the Packers have options either via free agency or the draft to go and find that third guy. But it's a heck of a lot harder to find a premium two guys at a premium position uh, instead of one guy. And what Preston brings to this defense is stability, aggressiveness, and a guy who can do just a little bit of everything. And by the way, the contract is fantastic. Um, you know, the cap hits are not terrible for him. And really, effectively, these are kind of practically one-year deals, deal year-to-year deals for them. But I thought it was a good deal to get Preston Smith back in the building. It helps the defense immensely. Yeah, for sure. And Preston Smith, you said all, all the reasons you laid out are why he brings value to this defense. He's one of those players that isn't necessarily, you know, owning the box score every week, but he makes your team better. He makes your defense better. Uh, even when he has the quote unquote down seasons or the quote unquote down games, uh, he's doing everything the coaching staff was asking him to do uh, in order to help the team win. Uh, two years ago, he was dropping back into coverage an awful lot. Uh, you talk about the scheme things and, you know, you're going to have some of that as an outside linebacker, but uh, the way that they were using him was just atrocious in my opinion, under uh, coach Patton and, and his staff. And, and it, he didn't complain. He may have been kind of down a little bit internally, um, I know that uh, he uh, uh, they had Rashawn Gary start over him one game a couple of seasons ago. So that was kind of a big thing. But uh, instead of late in contract, he comes back to the Packers, proves it, uh, and uh, fall, fell one short of of getting his uh, 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 escalating bonus. If he would have gotten a, a sack, his tenth sack in that final game against Detroit. Uh, but the Packers, you know what? They rip up his previous contract extend him and he gets rewarded anyway. And so I couldn't be happier for Preston Smith. Uh, this is a guy that certainly goes unheralded at times. Um, I think fans get a little impatient. You think of your edge guys, just, they need to get, you know, 12, 13, 14 sacks in a season in order to be getting value. And uh, the Packers aren't paying him as uh, one of the uh, top line uh, pass rushers in the league. But I think for what they do pay him, he does an awful lot that some of those guys don't do, uh, like setting the edge and, and helping this team against the run. So um, I, I appreciate the uh, approach that they took here and good for Preston for being willing to come back uh, and join the team under difficult circumstances yeah. last year, uh, particularly, but uh, his patience got rewarded. And, and I think that's going to help the Packers out as well. So Dane, then we're talking about the cuts. So, one was very anticipated. One's not a shock, but a little bit of a surprise for me. So Zadarius mm -hmm. Smith, I think everyone pretty much knew it was a foregone conclusion. He was going to be gone. There was a little bit of rumbling that perhaps they would try to work something out with him and do an extension. Uh, at the end of the day, it seems like there was just uh, two sides that were going in a different direction. Mm -hmm. uh, is a, a diplomatic way to put it. Uh, but best wishes to Zedarius. Uh He was obviously hurt most of this last season. Gave first two seasons with the Packers. You know, played his heart out. Uh, had uh, two phenomenal seasons. As far as I'm concerned, uh, he he fulfilled his duties. Um, you can't blame a guy for being hurt. 
Uh, certainly some of the circumstances around how that went down may be questionable, but nonetheless, um, you know, I think uh, most Packer fans can be happy with what we got out of Zadaria Smith, but it was clearly time to move on. And uh, I think uh, we're still in a really strong position. Heck, we, we proved it last year uh, that we can win and have a, a, a good solid defense without Zadaria Smith. So um, any other thoughts on on that move, Dane, or kind of how that impacts the team moving forward? No, we knew we were going to have to make some tough decisions. Now, if we were sitting here and both Preston and Zadarius were gone right now, I'd be a little bit more nervous. But I think that goes to the talent that we have right now with Preston and Rashawn. Um, I feel comfortable in the position. We can always get better. I think we'll look to grow there. But Zadarius, fantastic time, even though short in Green Bay, absolutely made his mark. But you're going to have to make tough decisions. Uh, and, you know, coming off the back injury, uh, it was probably time. I think Zadarius is going to be able to make a ton of money on the open market. He should go take that money and hopefully he can win somewhere else. But I think now the Packers can really focus. It's it's nice for us, I think, as fans and also as the organization. We know the direction we're going in a certain, uh, certain uh, degree right now. I feel comfortable where this team is headed and I'm really, really excited about it. We wish Zadarius well, but it's time to move on and we're retooling right now on this defense and the sky's the limit. So I got to ask you then about the other move they made. Yeah. Uh, Billy Turner, we knew he was definitely a candidate to possibly get cut. I was a little bit surprised. I will own the fact that I felt like he was more likely a restructure candidate um, and he would be cut after next season. Packers decided to make the move now and uh, Billy Turner gone after yeah. I thought a really solid season last year. So uh, saves them $3.1 million, So it's not a ton of money that they're saving by cutting them. But uh, apparently they felt like they've got the guys in place and uh, they can make this move and move on from Billy Turner. So, Dane, what are your thoughts on that decision today? I think it's pretty obvious now. Uh, It wasn't obvious before cutting Billy Turner, but now that it's happened, Yash Nyman's going to start the year at right tackle. And I've got to think that Elton Jenkins um, is probably going to end up being the starting right tackle when he gets healthy. It's really hard to invest in great offensive linemen that continue to play guard in this league. It just sometimes that doesn't work that way, especially look at the salary cap and the way it is. Elton Jenkins, I think long-term probably projects to be a tackle. You make more money there. You make that impact there in the NFL. And if he can do it, if you're him, why wouldn't you want to do that? So I think the Packers probably see the writing on the wall. However, if Yash Nyman balls out at right tackle this season, Wags, Elton Jenkins may end up at guard either way. So it's going to be a fascinating thing. All of that said, um, if we're talking perfect, picture perfect in a perfect world, I would have loved to have had Billy Turner back because you can never have too many offensive linemen in this league. Look at last season is a prime example of the number of injuries that happened across the offensive line. And we were calling on everybody and those guys stepped up. So I hate to see Billy Turner go from that angle because you always want guys. And Billy had that flexibility that the Packers love, could play tackle, could play guard, could play across the offensive line. Um, But I I think clearly we see a direction forward with what the Packers are going to do. Yash has earned that responsibility and that job, I think, to to at least compete in camp 
at right tackle. And clearly now, Wags, the Packers are drafting an offensive tackle at some point, I think, as well, or kind of one of those flex guys that can play tackle or guard and swing around a little bit. They invest every year in the offensive line. Historically, lately, it's been more interior guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if they invest in somebody who can play the outside a little bit more come this draft. It might not be a premium pick, but wouldn't be shocked third, fourth, fifth round if we're not throwing some picks again at the offensive line. Yeah, and the last couple of years, we've been able to pick up guys on the fringes. Jared Valdir and, um, you know, I'm, I'm Dennis I'm, Kelly. Uh, now. Dennis Kelly, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, that can still happen. I expect they'll probably bring in a veteran at some point. It's also speaks to how I think confident they are in their young interior offensive line, which we talked about a couple episodes as well. And you've got um, a luxury at that position at the guard spots uh, that we're able to talk about Elton Jenkins coming back and changing positions from instead of being a, one of the top guards in the league, uh, as uh, he comes back from injury, you move him out to right tackle because you're very confident in uh, Runyon Jr. And you're very confident, obviously, um, in in um, um, uh, Myers at center. So um, we, we've got – and Rice Newman at right guard. So I think those three guys got better and better as the season went along last year. Um, the only question now is going to be that depth. Uh, so are we going to have young depth or are we going to be able to – find some guys to bring in and, and compete with those young guys, but also provide that depth that the offensive line will need. Even if we don't go through the rash of injuries that we did last year, there's going to be injuries on the offensive line oh, at some point. So we've got to be ready to have some guys that are able to step in. And, and it's not just, um, you know, a, a complete disaster. Uh, and, you know, they did a heck of a job last year, but uh, it's not always, work out that way so we'll see but like you said earlier tough decisions did need to get made so um dane i think i, I just to sum up an active day today active day. yeah i did not expect either of the signings that the packers made to happen today i was cautiously optimistic that we might extend preston that we might bring back devondre but i was thinking that was going to be more mid to later in the week type news and uh, obviously you never know what can happen uh, Preston was under contract so um, he was not going to be signing elsewhere but that said they could have just cut him as right. well so um, you know it, it's certainly exciting news for the Packers uh, fans out there that were very very worried about how this free agency might go so um, any any overall thoughts from you before we um, uh, take a quick break and then uh, talk a little bit about the latest on Devontae Adams. Just that, um, you know, rumors continue to swirl. I woke up this morning to the, the thought that Razul Douglas could be back as well. Now it doesn't seem necessarily like that was an accurate uh, report that came out. I mean, uh, it's never done hey, until it's hold done. On. Let's, let's hold that. We can talk sure. about him too, uh, but let's go ahead. And sorry to interrupt, but no, go for uh, I want to talk about what's next. Let's keep that for after the break. So why don't we uh, talk about our sponsor, mm -hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of course, NFL season's over, but DraftKings got some great deals on uh, college basketball with March Madness kicking off this week. Or if you're into the NBA, uh, those are uh, some good deals there. So, Dane, bring us up to speed. How has your wife, Andrea, been faring in the last week 
uh, when it comes to DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, I'll tell you what. I think all eyes now, Wags, are on March Madness in college basketball. Wisconsin versus Colgate. You're telling me we're not taking Wisconsin? Come on, man. I know they've been down, but it's all because DraftKings Sportsbook uh, is just an awesome sponsor. You got to use this promo code, folks. Use promo code TP. PN, you're receiving money back. Wags has all the details on it, but it's so much fun. Um, my wife, Andrea, you know, she always watched football. She was always a Packers fan, but DraftKings Sportsbook has made watching a ton of other games and other sports that much more fun and enjoyable, all because she used that promo code TPPN, downloaded the app. It's just that easy placing bets, having a ton of fun doing it, and Wags, making a little bit of money on the side as well. Uh, no problem with that. So DraftKings Sportsbook, co- promo code TPPN, make it happen. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any college hoops win- team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21-plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Dane, I'm sorry to have interrupted you before that. Um, so back to Razul Douglas, and then we'll talk to Vontae yeah. Adams. Uh, so you're talking, there's some rumors out there. I don't know that it's off the table. Last week, it seemed like a lot of folks said, nope, Packers are not going to bring Rasul Douglas back. Mm-hmm. Then there was some rumors, as you alluded to. Uh, that's maybe not the case, but um, what's your read on kind of where they are? Because I know a lot of fans out there, uh, now they've got their eyes set squarely on Razul Douglas, and he's the guy that the Packers want to bring back now. Yeah, Wags, I still don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. That's my my gut feeling. Love Razul Douglas. Uh, It's not, you know, I I don't take a lot of uh, credence in the reports when Razul himself tweets out, Uh, quote, I don't know where y'all are getting your info from, (laughs) end quote. I think that's a pretty definitive that uh, maybe it's not as uh, cut and dry or set in stone as some fans might like. And not close either in terms of talks, right? Mm -hmm. Because he wouldn't come out and say that if they had uh, uh, hammering out final details, uh, to say the least. But um, I will say this, it depends what the market is. Maybe there's other teams out there that say, well, this this guy had a heck of a season, but are we really going to invest in him considering his track record? And so could that be to the Packers' benefit? We will see. Uh, we're still in that legal tampering period. And uh, so if uh, Rasul Douglas is one of those guys where if there's not a deal announced tomorrow, Wednesday, or Thursday, and it gets to be kind of the end of the week, the weekend, or heck, even into next week, Maybe that starts playing into the Packers' favor. Yeah. Um, now, uh, does that mean that they'll still be able to bring him back? There's only so many resources that they have. And so I think there's a lot of fans that say, well, we need Razul. We also need to pay MBS and bring him back. Right. Um, and, you know, you're going on down the line. And, oh, what about the external free agents? You know, unfortunately, we can't <laughs> sign everyone. So we're just going to have to, like, make some decisions somewhere on, on some of these guys. And um, so I think – the first domino to fall for me is is still keep an eye on Jair Alexander extension mm-hmm. uh, because that's going to be something that's also going to free up some money uh, for this coming season as that will lower his cap number. And I think the Packers probably really want to take care of Jair Alexander 
before they sign a guy like Rasul Douglas. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean that they will or won't bring back Rasul Douglas, but there's kind of an order of operations here. Jair is the guy that they need to focus on paying and he will get paid, but I just don't see a scenario where Rasul Douglas ends up signing a three-year deal for, I don't know, 30, 35 million. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Jair Alexander sitting home being like, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, so I think they got to take care of the number one guy first. And that's just my read on it. We'll see how it shakes out. But I agree, Dan. I don't think there's a high likelihood that Rasul Douglas is going to be back in Green Bay. Um, love the dude for the team this year. But I've been saying, and you've been saying all along, that he's more of a luxury uh, for this team than a need. Uh, and I think that's just the reality is where we stand. Yeah, he was fantastic last year. And he's going to hopefully bank on that, right? In, in the open market, somebody's going to pay him. But uh, with the limited resources the Packers have, even with some of this maneuvering, um, you know, it's just, it's tough sledding, especially when you've got a $20 million franchise tag hanging over your head in Devonte Adams. And I think that that's a good transition wags Devonte report came out this morning. Devonte Adams says he will not play under the tag wags. That doesn't surprise me at all. This is part of negotiation. If I were him, I'd say the same thing. And I'm the biggest Packers fan out there. Um, but I mean, he's not going to play under the tag especially when we see somebody like Christian Kirk making what he's making with all due respect, he ain't Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is looking to get paid. The question becomes, will it be the green Bay Packers? Well, yes, yes. And no, I mean, here's the thing, the Packers, it's this, this could turn out to be a long, longer negotiation than I, I would have expected um, because Devante is at some point, unfortunately, because of the rules of the franchise tag, uh, he's going to have to decide if he wants to sit out games or sit out the season. And I don't know um, if you're Devante Adams and you're 29 years old, if you want to be sitting out any seasons at this point, uh, I fully understand his position and it is a leverage point. I don't really think it's that... I don't think it's really all that shocking uh, that he says, I'm not going to pay play under the tag uh, to your point. It, it's one of those things where no one thinks he was going to. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I feel like the Packers probably have a deal in place or the structure that they're coming at it is, is the, it's a contract that might be four years or five years with some of those void type things, or it's really a two-year deal, but it's, it's, it's announced as a four or five-year deal. Um, and Devante, you know, he can be upset about that all he wants, but he can either take that and cash the check now, or he's not going to be able to, to make as much under the tag, or he's going to be sacrificing income or the ability to increase his leverage by sitting out games. Uh, in in the short term this season. So, um, you know, he's got to do what's best for him. I, I get that. But um, I don't think there's any reason for either side to panic here. Um, they're just going to continue to negotiate. And this just might take some time. Uh, the good news for you Packer fans that really want Devontae Adams back, he's not going anywhere for a while. They've got until July uh, to negotiate a long-term deal. Um, at that point, if they don't have something done, 
well, then maybe get nervous. Um, if you're a fan that says they should just trade Devontae Adams, they can still do that. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but it's certainly uh, something that they could do. They own his rights, and uh, if they feel like they can get a good return for him and that's the direction they want to go, um, they could do that. Now, uh, the other big thing out there is what's number 12 doing? Um, mm -hmm. uh, why haven't any extensions or, or deals been announced mm -hmm. with him? And uh, that's kind of out there. Um, and I expect that we, if we don't have something from uh, uh, Rodgers and the Packers by tomorrow, I'm going to start scratching my head a little bit. Uh, but that uh, does play a little bit into the Devontae Adams situation. But let's be real. Uh, those are two independent negotiations and Devonte Adams is not going to cease any of his leverage just because Aaron does the nice thing and maybe gives up a little bit of money so the Packers can pay him more. Um, so he's under no obligation to take less than what he thinks he should get as uh, as right now, the top wide receiver on the market, if he was able to sign elsewhere. So how does the, with Devonte Adams, how do you feel that this impacts the team uh, throughout the rest of free agency though? Because right now there's a $20 million, um, you know, weight weighting down uh, their cap. And my understanding is he could stay away from the team until week one. If he doesn't sign the tag, he doesn't sign the tag. Um, so he's under no obligation to do that. So uh, do you have any concern, Wags? Uh, reports are that the team's far apart from Devontae Adams. How far can this go before somebody blinks? And I think that's the bigger question is how long does this play out over the next course, weeks, months? What's your initial read? What's your gut feeling? It could take a while, but I don't think it affects their free agency at all. And maybe you'll disagree, uh, but my my feeling is is they've got their best case and their worst case, you know, scenario lined out as far as is is how it's going to affect the cap this season. You have to remember that even if they do get a long term deal done, it's going to save them some against the cap versus what what his cap number will be if he's tagged uh, for this next season, but. I, you know, it, it's not like they're going to be freeing up all of a sudden $10, 15000000 dollars to be able to go out there and sign another high-end free agent. So I, I don't think it really affects all that much. That money's kind of spoken for, and, um, and what's really going to free up the most uh, next is the Adams, or, or I'm sorry, not the Adams, the Rogers deal and Jair uh, deal, and then a, a, perhaps a couple of additional restructures around the margins um but outside of that you know the packers are not going to end up with you know 20 30 million dollars to spend and get super aggressive i know they've been linked to some of these free agents but let's be real uh you know the way that this market's gonna go i, I just don't really think it's very realistic for packer fans to expect that we're going to be active and, and getting any other marquee free agents that are going to be out there are you surprised uh, by other free agent wide receivers and how much money they're bringing in? Uh, some of these guys that I would say are slightly above average, um, but not even in the same class as Devontae Adams, are making bank right now. It seems like the Jacksonville Jaguars are bankrolling guys <laughs> left and right, but even some other wide receivers as well. Um are you surprised by that? Because, uh, you know, I, I saw Devontae today, uh, Darius Slay, the DB, said Devontae's looking for $30 million, kind of with like a laugh face, and Devontae liked that. So, um, you know, I, no surprise there. 
uh, with Devontae seeking big money. But how do you think this impacts the Packers negotiations with Devontae? Because if I'm Adams, I'm going, well, I'm looking around going, I, I think I can make more than what I even thought I was going to make going into this thing. Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Uh, you know, I said the Jaguars have like the Jaguars tax that they have to pay to get guys. So you have to sort of throw that out uh, a little bit. But it's, yeah, uh, he's he's got to be he's sitting there saying, <laughs> well, if, if these guys are making that, what, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teams we've seen make terrible free agency signings. They get desperate. They've got all this this money. And rather than going out and getting the top player at a position like a Christian Kirk, uh, they feel like, well, well, let's go out and get him at a lower price, forgetting that he's not worth nearly what they've just Mm -hmm. paid him, even if they didn't have to pay for the top of the wide receiver market. Um, Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They just had to cut Amari Cooper last week. Uh, You know, they invested so much in that wide receiver group a couple of years ago, and that doesn't always work out. The ball can only go to, to so many guys. Um, you only get so many targets. So, yeah, I I don't know. I think um, at the end of the day, Devontae Adams is probably looking more at uh, DeAndre Hopkins' deal with Arizona. Uh, that was uh, kind of an outlier for wide receivers before Christian Kirk kind of <laughs> came in today. Uh, but you know, Hopkins is right around, I think, 27 million a year. But um, some some folks that are smarter than I am have said that when you break down that contract, it's not really, uh, you know, a five year, 27 million per year type deal. Um, so I think at the end of the day, the Packers hold all the cards here. And uh, we've been saying this for weeks and weeks. It sucks for Devontae. He deserves every cent that he thinks he should get based on his performance the last three, four seasons. Uh, But the reality is because of his age and uh, the fact that the rules are in place to allow the franchise tag, uh, the Packers have him over a barrel. You know, there's not not really anything he can do about that other than if he wants to sit out. Um, So we'll see if it comes to that. But um, until it does, I remain uh, kind of in the camp that uh, the Packers should um, uh, hold strong. Uh, from a negotiation standpoint, um, it's what's best for the team and for the organization. And uh, that's what they, that's what I think they're going to probably do. Wags, wrapping this up, uh, what are you looking forward to most the remainder of the week? Anything in particular? Are you curious where MVS goes? Because I, and I say that very pointedly because I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to the rest of the week? Yeah, um, I need to see when Aaron Rodgers' extension gets done. That's the next thing that I'm thinking of. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, um, I'd love to see Jair, but I don't know that that's, you know, this week. They they could do that in April. I mean, that, that could be any time. Uh, the only reason I'm thinking about Jair uh, extension is just because of their current cap situation. Um, it would free up a little bit of money. So it's lower cap number for next season. Um, so if they're able to get either of those deals done. I think that's really what we're going to be looking for. Um, that's for me. Now, as far as MVS is concerned, i be honest with you, MVS, go get your money. You know, I, I would not, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go on the record. I would not want MVS back for 10 million a year uh, right. for the Packers. If that's his market right now, I wouldn't be thrilled 
with that personally. I, I'd rather go and get the next guy. Um, mm-hmm. MVS, he's improved. He improved his consistency a little bit, but hasn't always, you know, been able to stay on the field um, at, at times and um, doesn't necessarily high point the ball on his deep routes. And that's his number one strength is his uh, vertical speed. Um, but uh, he doesn't seem to be able to, you know, uh, get consistency there. Now, you're not going to win those routes at a high percentage. I understand that. But uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel like if he can go out there and get paid that money, good for him. But I'm not losing sleep over that one at all. Wags. I think we've said it all here. We're going to be back in a few days talking more free agency and more Green Bay Packers. Uh, Wags, safe to say we got an awful lot more to go before this whole thing settles out and the draft happens because I think there's a lot more to come out of Green Bay as soon as probably tomorrow morning. I wouldn't be shocked if we're hearing more and more news, more rumors about where this Packers are going. But right now we know the direction they're going. They're really banking on this defense. They're starting to buy in, keeping some of their own. Um, we should be just ex- as excited keeping our guys as some teams are about signing free agents. That means we've got some good guys on the team already. I am excited about who's coming back to Green Bay. For sure. And Dane, I did not think we would be doing a podcast tonight. Uh, after, But after an active day today, we both said, well, we better, we got to jump on. We got a lot to talk about. So um, we'll see uh, how active the rest of the week is. I think it'll start to slow down uh, quite a bit uh, once we get uh, Roger's details. So um, for my own sanity, I'm hoping that's tomorrow. But yep. um, Dane, I think it's uh, safe to say the Packers, are in a strong position now headed into the rest of the off season. So I'm excited to see how it unfolds. Yeah. And just shout out to everybody who's watching us live tonight. Ton of people on, but Matt, Shadid, Edgar, thanks everybody. I, we're just reading some of the comments now. We appreciate you all. You always find us the next day on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts as well. But thanks so much for listening tonight. Yep. As always be legendary and go pack. Go. Pack, go.
Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.